y'all, welcome back to Bulls with the Bard. My name is Cakes, I am your host. Today we are talking with JC Payne. JC is an actor, magician, and educator based in the DMV. He loves it most when he gets to do all three of those things at the same time. In his spare time, JC is an avid collector of horror comics, and his guilty pleasure watch is any body swap movie, with 13 going on 30 being a favorite. JC is here today to talk about his experiences with magic, and to discuss how the Shakespeare theater industry can do better by the black community. JC did bring some magic for us to enjoy, so if you are listening via podcast format, here is your reminder that we are available on YouTube if you want to catch those visuals. But before JC and I dove into the magic, we got a little high. We are back talking plague stuff with a very familiar face, JC Payne. JC, what did you do with your quarantines? Well, my quarantines. Yes. I, you, you used that time to learn magic. Magic? Yeah, I got really good at magic. That's really exciting and cool. Yeah, I got so good at magic that a school of magic arts in Baltimore hired me to become a, a, like a lead magician instructor. So now I teach children magic. That's amazing. Like yeah. what kind of magic are you doing? What kind, you know, I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> yeah. Because I happen to have, I got some magic right here. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, so I have some playing cards inside of here and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put this aside for right now. And I want you to picture that you have all the number cards and all the face cards and you also have a lighter. And you're going to use that lighter to burn up either all the numbers or all the faces. So which ones are you going to burn? Numbers or faces? I'm telling you, or I'm thinking about tell it. Me. You can tell me. Okay, faces. Faces? Okay. Yes. Ooh, faces are burning up. So with the faces, you have the king, the queen, the jack, the men, and the women. And you can choose to save either the men or the women. So which one would you like to save? Uh, the women. Saving the women. That's a good choice. <laughs> Got to lift them up. Uh, so with the women, you have the queen of hearts, the queen of spades, the queen of clubs, and the queen of diamonds. Out of those four, whichever one you pick will be the one we use. So which one would you like to choose? Queen of Diamonds. Queen of Diamonds. Okay. <clears throat> so I've not been touching this this time that we've been talking. But if I open these up and then I spread these, there should be a card that is face up. Whoa, switch it this way. And it's <gasps> the Queen of Diamonds. <laughs> and crazier still... It is the only red card. It's the only red card. It is the only red card. Isn't that what? something? Isn't that something? That's wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's some of the kind of magic I do. Also do like a little of, um, uh, what do you call that? See, now, now it's obvious that I just did something. Oh it's God, very, it's very obvious that I about. did something. I there saw, was something that happened. I saw absolutely nothing. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> Well, it's like, because it's like if I have like an invisible pocket right here and I go whoop, Whoa. you can like grab stuff out of thin air. Whoa. But you can put it away too, right? You can just go like that and it's gone. <laughs> but no, I got it. It's still it's right here. It's fine. Magic. Okay, see, but like even if I saw the grabbing of a pocket, like, I don't know how you just did the change of hands. Like, that's pretty impressive. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, thank you. 
<laughs> I will take that. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's some of the little bit of the magic I do. Um, I also really like sleight of hand. Okay. I'm I'm a big fan of sleight of hand magic, and I should do something sleight of hand right now. Right, that would make sense. But you know what? I'm not going to. Okay. We. Ooh. There you go. That's all you get. That's really cool too, though. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm terrible with my hands, so like little intricate things, amazing. My favorite thing to do, like if I'm teaching a class or whatever, is just this kind of like spinny guy, Ooh. which took this took like months or something. <gasps> but every time kids like, oh, you gotta teach me how to, I want to like learn how to do that one. And I'm like, we don't we don't have we don't have enough time, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. So as you are learning how to do all of this have you considered how it may apply to your ventures in shakespeare yeah i there's a couple shows like i think like midsummer like i think that would be really fun for some like puck action hell yeah like especially the um like the vanishing magic like that kind of mm -hmm. stuff i think that's really fun for puck yeah especially you could get some fun audience interaction with that and puck too yeah like oh fun <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's a lot of there's like so much you can do with with sleight of hand and stuff and so many characters i think would work well with with close-up magic like i think uh richard the, Th the third and iago they would both be like like i like i like evil magicians for whatever reason that's a really cool idea my mind just went like <laughs> yeah oh yeah i'd watch the shit out of that mm -hmm. there's something like weirdly inconspicuous about Iago being a magician. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which he's, he should be inconspicuous. So, yeah, I love that. Like, maybe that's why he's so pissed off, right? He's this guy's a soldier. I'm over here, like, with my deck of fucking cards. He should be dazzling people. <laughs> he should be. <laughs> why aren't people dazzled? I... It all makes sense yeah. now. Yeah. Why haven't people seen it before? I don't know, because I have not directed Othello yet. <laughs> well, I know they're doing uh, Tempest over at Roundhouse with, who is it? It's the magic, it's one from the magic. And Gillette, yeah, Gillette, uh, Teller, Teller. 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 They're do yes. yes, they're doing Tempest with Teller, which I think I'm going to be out of town by the time it happens, but it sounds like it's going to be really cool. Yeah, he did Mackers at the Folder a couple years ago. Yeah, which they, I don't know if you saw it when they put it on YouTube over quarantine, but it was a good watch. It was pretty cool. I think it might be sitting on my hard drive. I have a, I have a very large hard drive of um, uh, legally obtained mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. theatrical production, professionally recorded. I'm a professional actor, so it's, it's a normal thing. For me to have that mm -hmm. that's like a that's like a normal thing you know it's it's a resource yeah educational I, it's very educational because you know if it's shakespeare i study i do shakespeare exactly i need to watch shakespeare so it's totally normal you got it you got it i i get you yeah you know yeah yeah cool so that is how you spent your quarantine with magic i'm i'm dazzled at the moment <laughs> it's really cool change topics into a much less fun subject, but you know, a worthy one. I feel like over this quarantine, we had a chance in theater and even in Shakespeare to kind of look at where we were falling short of underrepresented communities and communities that we haven't necessarily served properly in the past. And I think some places did a little bit of it, but 
as a whole enough of it was just not done and so I very much want to use my platform to have conversations about where we are falling short and how we can do better and so I'm curious to hear from you about like how you think the Shakespeare community can do better by the black community um, and where we are falling short in terms of serving all of you. Okay. Uh, I mean, there are, there's a lot. There's a lot of things. I think uh, black actors like we're not. We don't have to be tertiary characters or secondary anymore. I think it's 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 way past time for for us to be playing the, like the the main people, like the people on the the, to the title of the play, like those not those roles. Just Othello. Not yes. There's more than just Othello. It's mm -hmm. I know it's like wild to think about, but yeah. like yes, there there's all these other roles, like Aaron the Moor. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, but even more than, than Aaron the Moor. <laughs> there's the Moor in the Merchant of Venice. Oh right, right. God, gosh, how could I forget? Yeah, yeah. And that's it. And that's it. There's and nothing done, else. There's nothing else. But we've moved past that <laughs> yes, now, right? Yes. There's there's other things that can can be done, and I think uh, Chesapeake Shakespeare Company has done a very good job of this. They have their 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 classical black acting company now, and they're going to be doing uh, Mackers in the Ruins next summer. I'm very excited for all, for all that. So I love that kind of energy. I'd like to see more people do, with that kind of energy, but often when I see people paying lip service, a lot of those theater companies, I'll go and I'll look at the board, and then the board is all, the, you know, like, oh, we're committed to diversity, inclusion, this, that, and the other, and it's just, it's it's the um, the Waltons, yeah, right, right? Yep. It's the whitest mm -hmm. thing you, you've ever seen. And then those are the same people who are like, well, you know, we can't, we're having trouble engaging with the community, so we'd like, we'd like to represent you. But it's just we don't we don't get that we're just not getting the people that we need to come in, and it, it's like you know it takes self reflection to then go okay so what am I doing that I need to change in order to like better engage with this community that that is around me that is rich and diverse that I'm saying that I want to engage with and and represent on stage like how can I do that better but like I that's that's the thing that I like. I, I find myself running running up against uh, with a lot of those theater companies that, you know, want to or, or at least say that they they want to include everybody and and change and you know be you know diverse. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like we're almost doing better in that like the people you put on stage, the people working backstage are starting to look more diverse, but then you climb up the ranks of mm -hmm. these theater companies and the leadership just isn't there. And it almost falls to people like you who are making like $700 for the whole run of the show to educate these people in leadership positions because there's nobody else around them getting paid a salary yeah. to do that instead. Yeah, I mean, ding, ding, like, ding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of wild. And like when a lot of times when, when people like me bring up these issues, uh, one thing that I've been told is like, it's well, this is like a whole problem with the infrastructure. Like the, the whole infrastructure would have to change. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. so change it. So like if you understand that this is an issue, and you also understand there are steps that you yourself can take to fix this issue. Fucking do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's like let's go. Like we're we're in agreement. We both see a problem here. 
Let's 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 be part of the solution. Yeah, um, Jeff Miller is the first guest of this season, and his like the first part of the episode, we talk about his thesis about um, the corporate theater structure, mm -hmm. um, and they talked a lot about the stock market and getting people invested in specific theaters in that way rather than having these like grants that we have to rely on that like only certain amounts of people can get and then we have to pay people pennies mm -hmm. it's like he he really made me rethink the the whole theater structure and now i'm like well why don't why don't we why don't we do these things it's like because new york city says it's supposed to go a certain way like that's silly that's silly like we've got to find new ways to reinvest and and find new leadership and do it a different way mm -hmm. yeah i mean i mean i'm not sure if you would agree but i feel like another way that the theater industry and shakespeare industry kind of failed the black community is that we don't look for ways to pay people better mm -hmm. and then we expect the black community to be able to get there pay for gas like yeah. deal with the fact that the stipend doesn't pay for the amount of money you have to pay to be in the room pay to get the training pay and like it's an underserved community that's then expected to like pay their way into right this. right yes with all of our, our privilege that we have yeah like not not working <laughs> yeah there's there's a disconnect happening mm -hmm. somewhere uh well not somewhere at the top there's a disconnect happening yes. at the top uh where yeah and they just i don't know I, th I feel like theater has to like engage with the community of that that it's living in right that that of of today and it should also you should also i don't know maybe like value your artists a little bit like and you can take steps to do that to like if you can't pay a living wage you can work out how to to pay them more than what you're paying them now because like you know we know how high gas is right now you know inflation high higher than it's ever been in either of our lifetimes yep. like so the i i feel like the theater community has to adapt yeah. to that right now because it's I think it's it's insulting to to be offering these like two three hundred dollar stipends for for what what is like I don't know like an eight week commitment that's that's a crazy thing to ask of somebody yeah and yeah. then you want me to, de to deliver like the best product possible and you're not you're not paying me the most money you can fuck that no. I don't want to do that we get very trained to normalize it and it's not normal like you you talk to anybody else outside of the industry about what we make to do what we do and they're like that's that's not a job you need mm -hmm. to understand that like right now it's not a job and we just write it off as like i will i will do whatever i need to do to keep working to and, and we legitimize that the more we we think that way it's so hard to break the pattern because there's so many of us fighting to get there and hoping to have that chance. And unfortunately, the way seems to be like, oh, if you're not going to do the job, then somebody's waiting yep. in line that will. Yeah. And that that makes it a lot harder to make change. But hopefully, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I'm. 
honestly, I'm I'm trying to transition to into other things. Like I'm trying to see if I can get myself some representation and and transition into to. Uh, on-camera things. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. The, the pay is just so much better. Like, they, they treat people like humans more than yeah. the theater industry typically does. Um, part of why I'm doing this season and why I want to talk to more underrepresented voices and people like Jeff is because I am kind of transitioning with this as well and hoping to make this an actual theater company where we smoke weed and do Shakespeare, a la Shakespeare in the pub or drunk Shakespeare, mm -hmm. but you've got weed or or alcohol if you don't engage with weed, or you can do it sober on coffee if you don't do any of those things, in part because my experience with drunk Shakespeare has been like, oh, I don't drink, so I'm excluded from that community. Yeah. Like, I'd yeah. like to be in there, but also in part because I'd like to make a theater company that maybe is in part funded by the stock market and could potentially have like a company of 10 actors who are on payroll as long as they're with us getting paid weekly and like i'm paying attention to making sure that that's a diverse theater company mm -hmm. and just trying to listen and figure out how to do it the right way and hoping that that can set an example for it being possible to do it a different way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That because it is possible, right? Like it's <laughs> gotta be. It's gotta be. Please, your pa. <laughs> like, I mean, if any other industry can do it, like it's yes. gotta be. Yes. And and we are, as much as I hate to admit it, we're crumbling. Like I I read an article the other day about how last year the theater industry pulled in $3 billion like in the US, just about. The video game industry, also part mm. of the entertainment industry, $243 billion. It's like, mm. we are paling in comparison to all these other forms of entertainment. And so if we don't change it up soon and try to figure out how to make it sustainable and worthwhile, for the average American to walk into the theater, then meh, sucks yeah. for us. We're the ones who lose. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's wild because I work with I work with kids now, and I don't feel great encouraging children to you know pursue a career in the arts. Yeah, it's it, I it's because you know if parents ask me, I'm like, well, it's not something I would choose for myself. Uh, you know, and this person's young, like they could do, they could do something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, and I, I mean, I see so many examples of actually, especially in DC, black excellence in the arts that went to school for something else. Mm -hmm. That like went to school for some sort of like sciences or anything else that they could have made money. And they just took the arts classes at the same time that they got that degree. And several of them work equity here. Like, they're fine. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have to, like, spend god-awful amounts of money on college to get training in something and then not have a backup, which, like, so often I feel like I don't have a backup and, like... I had teachers who were honest with me about what this would be, mm -hmm. but then I also had like my parents who had no clue who were like, pursue 
your dreams. Go, we'll support you. And they had no clue what they were sending me to. And I had no clue. So like, I, I agree. Uh, like, I would not pick this for myself again if I had to. And that's, it's so hard to be like, it's my dream and it's your dream. And I know why you love it so much. And also, grr. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, I, I mean, unless it's like a kid where I'm like, okay, you come from a place of immense privilege. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine if mm-hmm. you pursue this. Like it's, it's, it'll be okay. Uh, which is super, that's really shitty too. It is, it is. It's horrible. Anybody should be able to pursue it and not be worried about their financial stability. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, because, like, what, what do I say to kids? Like, maybe you'll, hopefully you meet someone else who falls in love with you and they make a lot of money and then you're able to do the things that you want to do. And then so many of us <laughs> fall in love with another artist and we're all just <laughs> struggling. <laughs> like, like, oh, well, I guess we're not going to have a Netflix this month. It's <laughs> like, how do you meet a lawyer when you have rehearsal every night? <laughs> Hinge? I don't, I don't know. Humble? Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, oh, God. <laughs> Terrible. Well, anyway, <laughs> we got a little off topic there, but um, I'm curious to know, uh, as we're having these important conversations, I also want to plant the seeds in other creators' minds of ideas for putting like more Black people on stage, more Asian Americans on stage, more diverse bodies on stage, and not have it be the same cookie cutter white people directed this BS that seems to be regurgitated Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in Shakespeare. So I'm curious if you have any like specific characters or plays that you want to see with the influence of the black community. So I I really invested in this idea of like a queer Othello. Okay. uh, With um, like all black Othello. Okay. Uh, and yeah, queer, queer Iago. So like his thing is about him like being in love with Othello, right? Because he, the like, and that's that's I think that that was it was Bethany Mayo that like passed this this okay. read on to me. Uh, but shout out to her. But it's like she said, um, when you hate somebody, you like go directly at them, right? But like that's not what Iago does. He goes he goes around. He goes for testimony. He goes does all this other shit. So like there's there's like some textual support for Iago being in love with Othello and that being the reason for for all of all the shit that goes down. That's so, really cool. Yeah. So I I think all black Othello is set in like a Philadelphia neighborhood. Okay. Okay. Hell yeah. I really love that idea. I think it scans so well like the first thing that I thought was that like Iago is caught by the end, but Othello's not dead by the time he's caught. And he like gives in to the fact that he's caught once Othello is dead. Mm-hmm. And that's like, oh shit. Like, yeah, no, he has no future left with that person anymore. So yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm not no saying reason. anything else, I'm done. Such a cool idea. I love that. Yeah, I would, I wanna, I wanna be in it. I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. I want to. I yes. Yes. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that production. If I cannot make it happen myself, I, I'm, I'm waiting for a production of Othello to happen and be like, hey, 
Like, what if you just podcast a bunch of black people? You know, just you know, just you know, sprinkle it. and like do it all the way, right? Yes. Don't don't be like, all right, we're doing we're doing the black version, and then it's like three white people. No, like I feel like all black cast and creative team. That be that well well let's let's give one thing. Look, I'm dreaming big. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. And creative team. Hmm. We have to get yeah. money. We have, we need we need the money people. That's true. That's true. I the producers can be white. Okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah. All That's right. fine. Yes. <laughs> but I like would. the people who have the hand in the creative process. Yes. The directors, the stage managers, like, yeah. All right, I can I can that, support this. I'm, a, I'm I'm on board now. The white people can throw all of the yeah. There's, all there's, of there's the, the, here you the go, Hamiltons couple. and the Benjamins and the Jacksons. Yeah. Those are five dollar bills, right? Those, yeah, that's something that's that I, have, yeah. I have no clue. Yeah, that's currency. I don't care about those people very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess last. Since we were just talking about all black casting in Shakespeare, you just got to be in an all black cast of a really cool adaptation of Shakespeare. Do you want to talk a little bit about Julius Caesar? Hell yes. Sweet. So I work with this theater collective, Fools and Mad Men. They do hip hop adaptations of Shakespeare plays. Uh, so far, um, I guess I am part of them now, so I can say we. The, yeah. We. We have done uh, King Lear, and that, that production was called Fools and Mad Men. Uh, then we did Much Ado, and then this past year, we this year, we did Julius Caesar. And our Julius Caesar was was inspired by Moonlight, uh, the Barry Jenkins movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, so our we, we heightened the, we, we like pulled out the relationship between Brutus and Cassius, and specifically coded it as a queer relationship, <laughs> and like seeing like what that does to the text and the story and that relationship. and all the other relationships that are affected by that. I was very moved by that relationship. I witnessed it over Zoom because <laughs> I had COVID and Ooh. could not come. But like what little I could witness, I was like the amount of times there was so little space between the two of you was very compelling. I liked that it was like, in the round and it served that the two of you like swirled around each other a lot and the use of movement was very very interesting and i've i don't think i've ever seen brutus and cassius bounce off each other so well i feel like there's generally more tension between those two characters in like a negative way mm -hmm. and i liked it so much more this way it it made me care at the end when things switch and they go down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And Quincy, who played Cash, is, he's like, we're very good friends mm -hmm. in real life, so there's like, there's just a lot of very implicit trust mm -hmm. uh, that we have with each other, so I, yeah, with anything with that relationship, I was like, well, I'm in good hands, like, I've, I'm looking, if I'm looking at you on stage, like, I know you have my back, so like, we can go and like, figure this thing out together. Uh, particularly in the in the tent scene, that big argument that we have. Uh, yeah, there has like there it doesn't work if there wasn't trust between us. Um, and yeah, I have I have so much love for that man. Like he's 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 a, what like what a wonderful, beautiful human. He's that, amazing. That Quincy they're they're very fortunate to have 
both of you because both of you deliver Shakespeare's text in such a beautiful and unique and different way from what I am used to hearing and I think that's so valuable and exciting and I I was expecting to like be like yeah I'm watching this over <laughs> FaceTime and I don't want to do this I want to be there <laughs> um, but instead I was like the whole time just like <laughs> glued to it I couldn't even hear the rap which was a bummer I wish yeah. I could have heard more of it but well there will be a recording there oh. is there is a recording it's being edited I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, we got two cameras. Two cameras. Ooh, yeah. fancy. Yeah. You guys are killing it. Well, good, because the world should see that work. Yeah. Fools yeah. and Mad Men are amazing, and what Baltimore Shakespeare should look like, and I I think probably influenced Chesapeake's black I, ensemble I'd existing. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. I, I know that there's... Um, there was a want for a relationship between between the two. It didn't work out. Ah. Uh. Um, we could talk more about that, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah it just it just didn't work out. But I'm glad that Chesapeake is, you know, they're showing they're showing up for the community in a different way. Yeah. No, and it's great. I mean, it's almost good that the two of them don't have a relationship, and that forces there to be more opportunities for Black people in Baltimore to do Shakespeare, which yeah, yeah, should be the way. Yeah. What a what a great problem to have. Yeah. Yeah, especially like right now, you've got those two companies, and then you have Bethany in charge of Baltimore Shakespeare, oh, yeah, and Beth like, Mayo. you know, things are looking up in Baltimore for Shakespeare. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, just gotta get them to pay more. Yeah, <laughs> very that, very very that. <laughs> just gotta just get a little bit, a little, you know. Got got work to do there. Hopefully, hopefully. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Well. JC, thank you so much for coming back and being on the show. It's my pleasure, Michaela. You literally reached out to me and I already had you on a list of people that I was going to reach out to for this season. So your timing could not have been more perfect and I'm very glad to have you. Well, thanks for having me. Of it's course. always, always good. I'm like, I'm happy to come back anytime. Hooray. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow JC and Bulls with the Bard at the handles either on your screen or in the description. And tune in next week as we talk with Liz Bellows about the original practice Shakespeare Festival and how the Shakespeare community and the theater community at large can be better about equitable casting practices as it pertains to gender. Until then, see y'all next week. A thousand, thousand sighs to save all. Sad true lover, never find my grave to weep there.